Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You're listening to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, live from the PropSwap studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Prop swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, here's Ryan. All right, welcome back to The Fix, live in the PropSwap studios. And thanks again to Luke for jumping on, and I'm glad he's doing better he is in COVID protocol and he's on the COVID-19 list uh so we'll see what his status is come Sunday but let's I joke but it's a serious matter and I'm glad he's doing okay uh let's transition now right into your football fix Friday edition with no other than John McMullen John how are you tonight doing well uh, glad here Luke's doing okay. Uh, yeah, and it was obviously intensive protocol week in Philadelphia because the Eagles are going through it. And I found out today that the coach that tested positive was Jeremiah Washburn. Obviously, the Eagles can't give out that information unless, um, you know, unless Jeremiah himself wants to give it out, and he doesn't typically uh, talk to us, so that's not going to happen. But they did. Uh, make it clear he wasn't going to travel to North Jersey uh, for the game uh, because of illness. So you do the math. <laughs> Follow John on Twitter at JF McMullen, <laughs> phillyvoice.com, Sports Illustrated at si.com, and extending the play, which you can hear tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., right here on 1490. So I, I don't know where this week went, John. Uh, but here we are, and the Eagles are back in action. You take the wheel. How about that? What do we want to start with when talking about this Eagles-Giants matchup? Well, I, I, I think it's an interesting matchup uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, I think I um, kind of mentioned during the week the Giants, I think, are – I don't want to go overboard. Obviously, we're talking about a 2-17, and 17, but I, I do think – they're a little bit better than people think they are, especially on the defensive side of the football, especially the um, – they. you know, if you think about it, uh, I've mentioned they have a great defensive line, uh, Leonard Williams, uh, Dexter Lawrence, uh, and Tomlinson, you know, all first-round or second-round picks. So, you know, there's there's some raw talent there, so to speak. And then they did a really good job in free agency. I, I, I know that Dave Gettleman gets a lot of criticism up, up there because obviously they haven't been able to turn things around quickly. Uh, but I think they're inching in the in the right direction. And if you look at Blake Martinez, who they signed from Green Bay, and also James Bradbury, who they signed from Carolina, I mean, they've been top ten players at their position. Blake at linebacker uh, and James Bradbury at, at corner, and he got Carson Wentz in the first game on October 22nd. 
with an interception. So they got guys who can play on the defensive side of the football. And as I mentioned, they've been playing close games. So it's one of those things where it's a young team, young head coach, first-year head coach, a rookie head coach, second-year quarterback, trying to figure out how to win those one-score games at the end of the fourth quarter. Um, and by and large, they haven't figured it out, but they did against the Washington football team last week. And who knows? I mean, as I said, Doug Peterson said earlier in the week, um, admitted you know, they had us beat in that first game. Uh, and Eagles kind of got lucky to get out of there with a win. On the other hand, I, I, I also mentioned, you know, the Eagles haven't lost to the Giants and I think, 1,467 days. So you got to throw that in the hopper as well. Oh, that means that they're going to lose. You know, you're like the announcer who, you know, when the basketball player's at the free throw line and uh, Steve Nash has made 237 yeah, straight foul true. shots. <laughs> he bricks it. And I'll get blamed for jinxing them. Of course. Jinxes are real. <laughs> um, the, I, I think. You know, it's interesting. Uh, we talked to uh, a couple uh, of defensive players today, Will Parks and uh, Cravon LeBlanc, and Cravon's one of those guys who's going to be back. I mean, that's we should talk about that. So many injured players are ready to come back for the Eagles. Lane Johnson confirmed he's going to play. Um, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, Saturday by 4 o'clock, the Eagles have to make their decision about Isaac Sayamalo um, and whether they're going to activate him off injured reserve. Uh, he was, but, you know, I tried to get Doug to confirm today because Isaac was with the first team um, in, in, in team drills in, in the very short portions of practice open to the media. Remember, it rained on Wednesday, so we weren't allowed in. Thursday we were, and he was with the first team. Um, it was clear by the video he's with the first team on Wednesday. Uh, but Doug wouldn't confirm, and he, you know, he mentioned he's been out since week two, and there is some rust, and you do have to take it a little bit easy, and that's one of the things I think if you talk about all the players and not just Isaac, but Lane, as I mentioned, Miles Sanders will be back. Alshon Jeffrey, Jeffrey will be back. All these players. And even if you go back before the bye to Dallas Goddard, Jalen Rager coming back, there's a lot of, a lot of guys who haven't been playing, haven't been practicing a lot. So, you know, these are better players, obviously, more talented players, but that rust factor is, is real. I, I don't think there's any question about that. All right, so if you have to defend the Giants, so to speak, let me phrase it this way. The Eagles lose this game if. Uh, it, it's turnovers. I mean, it, you know, that's kind of a cop-out because you could say that about any NFL game. But while uh, I say that, I mean, you do have to be realistic and look at what Carson Wentz has done in the first half of the season and what Daniel Jones has done in, you know, the first year and a half of his career. I mean, these two guys turned the football over. 
they just do, uh, and and more so from a a, a fumbling standpoint um, than than an interception standpoint. Until this year with Carson, I mean, we talked about uh, you know year two, year three, year four with Carson Wentz with seven interceptions, seven interceptions, seven interceptions. And all of a sudden, it's, it's exploded this season. So, I, I mean, I guess I can kind of live uh, with the fumbles occasionally because that's just the type of player he is. I, I've said that before. I mean, you'd like to clean it up, but I don't know if that's realistic because it's been a consistent problem. The interceptions, though, have not been a consistent problem. So, in theory, you could potentially clean that up, and he's got to clean it up. I, I think if it's minus two, say, in turnover, I think the Giants are going to win this game. Uh, if the Eagles play a clean game and keep it, forget about plus two, obviously they would win it. But even if they keep it even and don't turn it over at all and don't generate over turnovers, I think that would trend positively towards the Eagles. My next question was going to be, where are their matchup issues regarding Giants offense versus Eagles defense? But I think I can answer that, and you can elaborate. Evan Ingram uh, and all tight ends against the Eagles defense is a matchup problem. Um, Can you confirm that? And if there's anything else you want to touch on matchup-wise? Yeah, it, it is. But, you know, on the other hand, Evan Ingram isn't George Kittle. You know, he's not Travis Kelsey. He's a really talented player. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, that um, it, it promise has not turned into production uh, early in his career with the Giants. And, you know, he's one of those guys on the trade market, supposedly. Uh, and the Giants uh, erred on the side of caution. I mean, bottom line is there wasn't a lot of movement across the league as a whole. Um, and, you know, he was the guy who dropped it. That is the reason why the Giants lost last month. They would have won the game if he just uh, hauled in a nice pass from Daniel Jones. So uh, I, I'm sure he'll get open, but... You know, John Hightower gets open for the Eagles. Uh, when you don't catch the football, it doesn't matter if you're open. Uh, now, I'm not saying Evan Ingram is, is that bad. He's not, and he can hurt you. And um, if he gets hot, and if he is having a big day. But it, it's not something I think you're going to concern yourself over. Um, and, and that's the problem with the Giants right now. I mean, without Saquon Barkley, they just don't have anything they can hang their hat on offensively. Um, they just don't. I, I mean, the receivers are, are not that good. Um, you know, and Golden Tate on top of it is having issues with, with the coaching staff and how he's used. And uh, I think they're ready to just move on and make him inactive probably week in and week out. Sterling Shepard's been back uh, since that Eagles game, and, and but he's still a little bit banged up. Darius Slayton's okay. Hurt the Eagles last year as a rookie, but, I mean, we're not talking about star receivers by any stretch of the imagination. And, you know, 
in the backfield. They're, you know, we're talking about Alfred Morrison Cannon, which I can't believe. And Devontae Freeman goes on IR today. So I, you're certainly not going to be scared uh, of that offense. Um, there's just not a lot of, of, of big play threats. So I do think the defensive side of the football with the Giants is, is the bigger concern. So where's there more pressure, uh, Eagles offense or Eagles defense? Like which which side can afford to have a disappointing day? Uh, Eagles offense, uh, because you know I don't know other than you know, and that was one of the things I meant to get to is Will Parks and Cravon were talking about Jones and getting to 22 miles an hour uh, on that 80 yard run where he tripped himself at the very end. Um, and they were they were kind of taken by surprise at how athletic he is. And, you know, it's tough. You, you know, that's Lamar Jackson territory, uh, 22 miles an hour. And you could tell because those guys knew it. And they knew the exact number uh, and, and what he got up to. And that tells you when your peers are impressed, uh, that tells you something. So I don't think a lot of people think of Daniel Jones that way, uh, but the Eagles do now. Uh, and, you know, I, I think they have that in the back of their mind, that they, they have to be a little bit more concerned about the read option game, some zone reads. So I, I think they'll um, adjust uh, to that as need be. Whereas offense versus defense, as I mentioned, I mean, look, the Eagles have been well-documented. We've been talking about it, mostly Carson, all the nonsense that's been going on in the bye week. And forget about Brett Favre. I don't know. I tweeted out some uh, quotes from personnel people, current personnel people, current coaches, um, from Mike Sando uh, of The Athletic. And Mike has been doing these quarterback tiers for years. He used to work at ESPN. And, and he basically um, uh, surveys, you know, people in the league, coaches, personnel people, as I said. And these quotes were not favorable to Carson Wentz. Not favorable at all. And the, the one that kind of spun it, I guess, somewhat positively for Carson, you know, trash the wide receivers to the point of saying they're not NFL players. So, I, you know, and, and then when I just explain what the Giants have on defense, um, I, I think the offense has got to, you know, they don't need to be explosive, but it could get bad if they don't play well. It certainly can, uh, as we we know far too well here uh, in Philadelphia, covering the team, fans, uh, the entire Delaware Valley. So the Eagles, they're on the road at the Meadowlands, and they're three-and-a-half-point favorites now, at least on DraftKings. It even got up to four on FanDuel. And you look at what the public's doing, almost 60% of the public is taking the Eagles against the spread. John, do you like to follow the public here, or would you fade the public and take the Giants with the points? 
No, I, I'm taking the Giants with the points. Uh, I do expect the Eagles to win a, a close game again because that's what happens in, in this this series. I mean, I, I joked it's, you know, the three certainties of life when you talk about the Eagles and Giants are death, taxes, and the Eagles win a close game. <laughs> uh, and, and that's what happened um, last month, three weeks ago, 22-21. <laughs> I mean, and, and then you think about the Giants since then. They lose to Tampa 25-23. Um, and they beat Washington by a field goal. I mean, they just play close games. Their last five losses are by a total of 10 points. I, I, I mean, I, I think that trend continues. And, and I joke, my score prediction is 22-21. <laughs> Why not? Another. Uh, another uh, 22-21 game in the disaster that is the NFC East. I think that would be perfect. John McMullen says 22-21. And for my total betters, uh, right now the total's at 44.5 on DraftKings. So John has the under by that prediction slightly at 43 uh, by a point and a half, John. Yeah, well, as I always say Vegas knows what it's doing, so they put it right at that wheelhouse where you got to think about it. You can go either way, and that's why they're good at what they do. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, think about it: uh, how many backdoor covers uh, you have in this league to begin with, and that could be over/unders or or just the point spread. Uh, late touchdown, garbage touchdown. Um, you know, a desperation when you're trying to come back. One side throws a, say, a pick six. Uh, that's why it makes it difficult or fun, depending on how you look at it. Absolutely. Um, more touchdown passes. Jones or Wentz? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, I, I, can I can I go push? I go one apiece. <laughs> you think one apiece? Yeah, whatever you whatever you think uh, is the best prediction here. That sounds right. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I, I just don't see a lot of explosion. Um, you know, I, I think the Eagles have an opportunity to get right in the second half. But as I mentioned, I think it's going to take a while. I think even if 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 and Lane will be out there, as I said, but we've seen him throughout the season. He's str- still struggling. He said again today, had to have his ankle drained again. Um, Isaac hasn't played since week two, so even if he plays, Alshon Jeffrey hasn't played for a year, a calendar year, um, essentially. There's going to be some rust. Miles Sanders missed two games. And by the way, you know, <laughs> I, I joked about it, but it's true. Boston Scott has become a giant killer. And we all know Miles is a better player, but if there's one team that Boston plays well, it's against the New York Giants, and now he's not going to play much. Um, so I, I don't know if you're going to see explosiveness for that. And, and, and what I said, the Giants defense is probably better than you think it is. Yeah, I think everyone, um, you know, I say everyone, but majority of people here are overlooking this game. And let's remind ourselves the Eagles aren't the best team in the world out here. 
not much better than the Giants. Uh huh. So they're they're equally matched based off of their performance so far this season. Um, NFC East game tough to win too. We'll see what happens Sunday at the Meadowlands, and and don't forget. Tune in tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. John has you covered on extending the play to really dive into Eagles-Giants tomorrow morning. What do you have on tap for the show tomorrow, John? Uh, We got my buddy uh, with the two first names, Martin Frank, uh, from the (laughs) Wilmington News Journal, will be joining us to break down the game. Uh, And as you mentioned, uh, we're going to get really deep into it uh, uh, with the guys who uh, cover the team each and every day like me, and that's what extending the play is about. There you go. If you have not tuned in yet to John on Saturday mornings, I urge you to do so. Uh, he does a great job, and they have great insight, great guests with great insight, I should say, and you already know John brings the insight. Uh, so tune in 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. every Saturday morning. Uh, and We'll see what happens, John. It's going to be a busy weekend in sports, and I'm sure you and I are going to have plenty to talk about Monday and the entire week next week. But until then, enjoy the next couple days. Hey, you too, Ryan. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the Masters. Enjoy it all. (laughs) I'll try. I'll try, my friend. All right. Take care, John. There he is, Johnny Mac. It's with the Masters and just everything else going on this week it's like holy bleep we got we got eagles football here in less than 48 hours we also have live football right now not live action but we have ecu in cincinnati cincinnati was favored by 27 and a half last time i checked and they are smoking ecu 49 to 10 uh just to give you a couple finals from games earlier tonight, FAU beat FIU 38-19. Iowa took down Minnesota. They're really struggling, Minnesota. Uh, Iowa wins 35-7. to And a lot of college football news to get to. Kevin Davis at Boogie Down Picks. He joins me on uh, about 30 minutes from now at 11.30 to talk about some games that he likes that are available for you tomorrow for your Saturday slate of college football action. Uh, And then when we come back from break, I'll be joined by Jeff Parles, formerly of the VEASAN Network. You can now find him um, host of the Parlay Cast. He's also executive director of content for Book It HQ. Uh, Jeff is entertaining and knowledgeable and I love talking to him, and I try and get him on once a week now to to preview the NFL against the spread schedule. And we're going to do that right here when we come back from break. One hour down, just like that, on The Fix, live in the Prop Swap Studios. Cincinnati is just... That game was ugly. 49-10. to 10. It's about to be a final. Much more still ahead. Keep it locked in. NFL and college football. That's the focus in the next hour. Stay tuned. The 
the, the middle. The middle. You want to talk about a guy who's been taken care of. Now, he's not making Sam Bradford money. Sam Bradford's like a walking hedge fund. I look up to him. He was the last first rounder to get that ridiculous money before they put a cap on it. Yeah. And he made every single penny of every contract that he signed. I know we're tearing statues down around the country. They should build one to Sam Bradford. <laughs> the middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Malamut and the you're hearing AM1490 Sports Betting Radio. Listen online at 1490sportsbettingradio.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit Credit card rewards? Tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.